From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Oh, we're commencing December 2. I'm Graham VK4BB with the WIA National News. And, you know, certainly as the silly season approaching, two or three of maybe the year's weirdest stories to pass the National News Desk in this week. An alternate use for CubeSats was one. While we radio hams use CubeSats for communications, Glasgow-based Alba Space is planning to use them for space burials. Yep, burials. Alba Space say their aim is to use CubeSats to carry cremated ashes into space. N0D, special event station celebrating the end of the world. That's right, the end is finally near. According to one of the three Mayan calendars, the end of the world will occur December 21, 2012. To celebrate this literally once-in-a-lifetime event, special event station N0D, for now zero days, will be activated for three days during and after the end of the world. December 20 is a celebration of the end of the world. December 21, the day of destruction, and N0D will be on the air as long as possible. December 22, well, that's a little iffy right now. Many would have seen on TV the past week or so the non-existence of Sandy Island. Well, again, we radio hams were first to discover the disappearance of Sandy Island over 12 years ago. It seems that although Sandy Island appears on Google Maps, World Maps and Marine Charts, it's midway between Australia and New Caledonia, it doesn't, in fact, exist. The Daily Mail newspaper in the UK refers to a story by Richard Chirguin which says the hams in question reported that they sought Sandy Island in 2000 because its existence would have disqualified the Chesterfields from being a worthy de-expedition location. Its existence, or lack of, was one of the key issues in determining whether the Chesterfield Islands qualified for addition to the DXCC list as another new entity. And what about this one? Practice what we preach, or is that what we reach? Have you reached the special station 5G12 ITD yet? A strange one for we very, tongue-in-cheek, tolerant folk known as radio hams. Seems special event station 5G12 ITD is on the air from Morocco in celebration of International Tolerance Day. The United Nations sponsor International Day for Tolerance annually to observe and educate people about the need for tolerance in society and to help them understand the negative effects of intolerance. Now some bright spark has realised as a group we may very well need help through ourselves. So they've designed 5G12 ITD to be active on all bands and all modes through December 16. ACMA warning about non-compliant goods. The Australian Consumer and Media Authority is looking for devices that pose a high risk to the orderly use of the radio spectrum and public safety. ACMA field staff, particularly in West Australia, are looking for mobile phone jammers and GPS jammers, both prohibited in this country. Mobile phone repeaters and non-compliant devices such as cordless phones and headsets. The campaign will include education, traditional enforcement measures and also focus on improving the supply compliance of online or over-the-internet purchased devices. A comment by a radio amateur, the ACMA, claimed there was concern about non-compliant imported goods that are stamped to be compliant. 
He wants the ACMA to clamp down on switch mode power supplies through to plasma TV sets that don't meet the standards and cause much interference. Hopefully the ACMA will include all offending devices when checking installations and sellers. Adapting RFID to identify and monitor human activity. University of Adelaide computer scientists are leading a project to develop a novel sensor system to help older people keep living independently and safely in their own homes. The researchers are adapting radio frequency identification, RFID, and sensor technologies to automatically identify and monitor human activity to be able to determine if an individual's normal routine is being maintained so that timely assistance can be provided if it is needed. Fire cuts off communication in one of the most severe outages in Australia in recent memory. A fire at the Warrnambool Telephone Exchange in southwest Victoria 10 days ago affected 60,000 plus people. Its landline, mobile and internet served as a district hub beyond Warrnambool, including the towns from Lismore right through to Hamilton, Edenhope and Portland. While amateur radio through Weiss and Victoria was on alert, only minimal use was made of its emergency communication services before the official stand-down order was received. Telstra acted quickly to replace the damaged exchange components and has now restored its services to the business and private sector. The National WIA broadcast is relayed from Lake Macquarie by the VK2JJW IRLP Echolink node on 146475 on Sundays at both midday and 9pm. Hello world, this is VK2FA. Now we might do something just a little different here. Elevate Felix with his DX news because there's lots of good DX happening and contests. So I thought we'd move Felix to the top of the news. News, talk and radio sport here with VK1WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2012. Worldwide Ritty Malay, December 1. Worldwide ARRL 10 metre contest, December 8 and 9. Special event stations, DX and Beacon in advice. Morning tea on the wireless. Hornsby and District Amateur Radio Club runs an ad on Friday mornings on 7104 kHz. This at 2200 hours UTC Thursdays. So if propagation is right, the morning tea's on, 7104. Farewell to Bletchley Park, GB2BP, QSO Party. The Milton Keynes Amateur Radio Society, MKARS, the resident radio club at Bletchley Park for nearly 20 years, will be leaving the park as of 1st of January 2013. To mark this occasion, MKARS will be holding a QSO party on the weekend of the 15th and 16th of December. ZL9HR. Before sailing, Tommy, VK2IR, was able to fit in a short interview with New Zealand National Radio to talk about the ZL9 HRD expedition to Campbell Island and amateur radio in general. Around lunchtime today, an international expedition of 10 amateur radio operators will set sail from Bluff to erect half a dozen radio stations on remote Campbell Island. They're lugging more than a kilometre of cable, four generators and 1,100 litres of petrol so they can transmit their signals for 10 days to 50,000 ham radio operators around the world. The expedition's been organised by the Hellenic Amateur Radio, Associ- uh, radio of Association of Australia. I get that right. It's led by Tommy Horozakis. Uh, Mr Horozakis says the call sign ZL9HR expedition is causing a great deal of excitement. Every country has a number. And when I say a number, I mean the most wanted part of the world 
And Campbell Island on that list is number 11, most wanted in the world by all the ham radio operators. Why is that? Because it's just so, so remote, so difficult to get permission to go down there and to set up the, uh, the amount of equipment that we're taking down there. And what we're attempting to do is, uh, is pretty big. Well, give us an idea of the scale of it. Well, we're, we're going to have uh, up to 18 antennas on 10-metre masts and towers, and we'll, uh, we'll be rotating these antenna, big antenna systems, Yagi beams, pointing them all over the world and transmitting for probably 16 hours a day, continuously, now, talking to uh, as many radio operators as we can worldwide, and we're hoping to make at least 50,000 uh, contacts with countries all over the world from Campbell Island. That's Tommy Horazakis. He's a ham radio enthusiast talking about the expedition to Campbell Island. The arrival of the ZL9HR team has been delayed due to bad weather and at the time of riding last, Ed VK2JI reminded us all that the expedition was totally weather dependent. As updates on CI come in, the official spot to watch is ZL9HR.com. As part of the 50th anniversary of independence celebrations in Algeria, several special event stations are active till the end of 2012. Prefix hunters will have the opportunity to work 7U50Y, 7V50Y, 7W50Y and 7Y50Y. Dublin Bus. To celebrate the event, a special event station EI25DB has been aired since the 1st of July and will be on the air until the 30th of June 2013. The station is operated by current and former employees of Dublin Bus, led by Declan EI9HQ and Pete EI4GZB. DK9FN will once again turn to Timurto Province activist H40FN between this December the 22nd and January the 7th of 2013. QSL H40FN via HA8DD. F4CYZ is operational from Morocco as CN2YZ three years end. His activity has been from Tangier, especially on the weekends. F6KAP expected to be active from Uganda as 5X8C between February the 6th to the 18th from a location some 20 kilometres from Entebbe Airport. 5X8C has announced that they will comply to the last IARU band plan on 40 metres for the region with the frequencies of the PSK and Ruti moved to 7040 and 7042 kHz. TG9-KF5LSG will be active from Guatemala until the middle of January. He may operate as TG9IDX. If you make contact, please QSL via his home call sign DL5RMH. VK6DXI is active stroke FK from New Caledonia until mid-December. He has been heard on 28.485 MHz around 0720 UTC. QSL via VK6DXI. Special event station 8J6HAM will be operational from the island of Kyushu, Japan, between December the 10th and March the 3rd. Activities and celebration of the 12th West Japan Ham Fair with operations in all bands and using many modes. QSL via the JARL Bureau. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. A quick trip around VK and VK3, build or modify it yourself. A good knowledge and know-how core group is among those who formed the Homebrew and Constructors Group that now meets at the Amateur Radio Victoria office in Ashburton. The next meeting is Saturday, December 8 at 2pm. All are welcome to join this show-and-tell day. 
whether you're new at home brewing or an old hand. Those in Victoria, see you at 2 o'clock next Saturday, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. VK4 and the Tark Incorporated held the 2012 Annual General Meeting at Rossiter Park, Aikenvale, in the shady surrounds near Ross River. The meeting got underway from around the 8.30 mark, under the shady trees and the refreshing breeze, and the following results were produced. Richard Goodhue, VK4 FRJG President, Vice President Snow Herodes, VK4 ME, the Treasurer Bob Hines, VK4 Alpha Alpha Hotel, and Secretary Gavin Rybelt, VK4ZZ. The meeting also acknowledged with vigorous acclaim the life member status of Alan Stevenson, VK4PS, Evelyn Barr, VK4EQ, Ron Tullock, VK4BF, Ray Hinks, VK4LU, Walter Watkins, VK4DO, and Gavin, VK4Zulu Zulu. VK5 and the South Coast Amateur Radio Club's AGM, a new group of committee members voted in there. Chairman Lewis, VK5VFO, Treasurer Rick, VK5F. RGK and Secretary Steph VK5HSX. General Committee members Colin VK5FFAR, there was Barry 5KBJ, Daniel 5DF, Reg 5FGFK and Steve Victor Kilo 5ZEO. Thanks also went to the previous committee who worked tirelessly to secure Skark, a new home for club rooms and install a shack all through the year. A great effort by the guys down there at the South Coast Amateur Radio Club. Some special awards were made. The Russell Smith Memorial Award went to VK5 LSB, Dave Wilson. The Chairman's Award, Rick Hursley, VK5 FRGK. And a Certificate of Appreciation went to VK5 HK, FAR 5 MSC, and Graham Daff. Now, the club Christmas barbecue breakup will be held Wednesday the 12th, and that'll be at the Market Square Reserve. The club will provide the meat, just about everything. All you need to do is bring a salad to share and some chairs or tables, drinks, cutlery, and anything else needed. There's plenty of open space and a playground for the kids to use, so bring the family along and enjoy the club's end-of-year social event. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Today we say farewell to an intruder watch stalwart, say congratulations to a true old-timer, remind we VKs how we should appreciate the ACMA and hear of some brazen copper thieves. We say happy birthday and congratulations to Bill Hall, VK2XT, who turned 100 on Friday the 30th of November. He is still on the radio every day and loves talking around the world. He has been an operator for over 82 years and... WIA member all this time. He still goes to Trash and Treasure at Dural every two months and always at Wyong Field Days. He was still driving his car until a short time ago. Silent Key, Valet, Tom Walker, VK4BTW. On the 19th of November, Thomas Allen Walker passed away after contending for some years with a weakening heart. Tom was born on the 11th of December 1919. Tom built his first radio from technical journals prior to undertaking a radio course by correspondence, studying at night by the light of the acetylene lamp. Having gained his certificate for radio service engineering in 1945, he undertook to repair radio sets in the area to help people out. This helpfulness was the hallmark of Tom Walker's life. He received quite a few awards from the WIA for his service to amateur radio in Queensland, 
However, the most well-known of these is for his work with Intruder Watch, now AARUMS. Tom was VK4 State Coordinator, and every Friday afternoon would see him on 40 metres with Gordon, VK4 KAL, then Federal AARUMS Coordinator. Tom has always made himself available to any budding amateurs, both practically and sympathetically. Yet for all of his vast knowledge and experience, his life was the example of humility and modesty. How lucky are we that ACMA keep great records? All South African radio amateurs will have to reapply for their licences. At an ICASA-SARL Liaison Committee meeting, ICASA informed the SARL that following a qualified audit by the Auditor General, ICASA has been instructed to implement Regulation 15 of the Radio Frequency Spectrum Regulations, which stipulate that an amateur radio licence can only be renewed for up to five years, after which a new application has to be submitted. All radio amateurs in South Africa will now be required to reapply for a licence for the period of the 1st of April 2013 to the 31st of March 2018. Alleged copper thieves in Ohio. Federal US officials in Cleveland, Ohio have charged a 28-year-old and 23-year-old Katie female with the malicious destruction of federally licensed communications lines. U.S. Attorney Steve Dettelbach said that the defendants are accused of allegedly breaking into and seriously damaging radio towers. The indictment charges that on or about August 17th to 18th, 2012, Carbone and Stanton unlawfully entered the property of Radio 1 in North Royalton, Ohio, and willfully and maliciously destroyed and removed copper material from four radio station towers on the property. According to the indictment, this unlawful removal of copper depleted the signal strength of the radio station, thereby impeding its ability to broadcast emergency messages. As such, emergency repairs cost nearly $11,000, while permanent repairs will cost an estimated $125,000. This note from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Tentatively on December 11th, the Space Weather Prediction Center will introduce two new forecast products titled the three-day forecast and the forecast discussion. These new products will be available twice a day at 0030 and 1230 UTC to provide space weather information in abbreviated and detailed formats. Both will use NOAA space weather scale information. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. On the WIA National News, time to look at the Media Watch and Ham Radio on the ABC. We'd like to thank both Southgate Amateur Radio Club and Jim Linton VK3PC for not only directing us to this great little piece of audio, but also for taking the time to write it out as you, the listener, would expect to hear it. Don't forget, we're always on the lookout for news, but don't just send us a URL. Take the time to write it as you'd expect to hear it and get it to us. All the details on how to submit news, by the way, are on the WIA National News uh, website. That's wia.org.au. Just click the weekly news and you'll find it. As I said, Jim Linton told us how these ABC studios in Mildura and Bendigo in rural Victoria were taken over by three long-time and knowledgeable radio amateurs. 
from the Sunraysia Radio Group was the President, Max, VK3ZMT. Its Treasurer, John Williams, VK2AWJ. How many John Williams are radio amateurs or even radio broadcasters in Australia? And from Midland Amateur Radio Club, its President, Kevin Crockett, VK3CKC. With the ABC's presenter, Anne Mitchell, they answered questions and made some useful points such as the International Space Station, Echolink, International Friendships, the Foundation Licence that has attracted more females plus younger people. A number of talkback callers through the two-way studio hookup greatly added to the interest. Now let's listen to a part of the 20-minute segment. I mean, now we've got so much more access to media, so much more access to communication. Kevin Crockett, why do you still do this particular sort? Mainly because it's fun and because of the the unknown aspect of it. Uh, Never think that everything has been invented. There's mm. still amateurs that are still at the cutting edge of technology. It's, it's really, it's a very social hobby, isn't it, John? Oh, yeah, that's one of the great aspects of amateur radio. Uh, there's a technical aspect, the, the building, um, the testing, but there's a highly social complement to it, which is important. But, uh, Max, why, why are there licences? Why is that? There's so much in it. Uh, and you've got so much available to you with the band space that we have that you really do need to have people that are technically trained to operate on those sort of frequencies and do that sort of thing. So the amateur licence really is quite a privilege and um, it, it, it's nice to have it. Now, of course, the full URL and the full broadcast can be found in the text edition of this WIA National News Broadcast Best read when you go to www.wia.org.au. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. And I'm Brian, VK3GR, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group's news, beginning with Final Frontier. NASA PhoneSat coming soon to ham radio. Scientists at NASA's Ames Research Centre have built the most affordable ham band satellite to date. Speaking on Amateur Radio Newsline, KB3TZD said that the $3,500 orbital device is a CubeSat the size of a coffee cup that uses an off-the-shelf Nexus One smartphone as the central processor and an inexpensive off-the-shelf radio for communications with the ground. Called PhoneSat One, the Tiny Bird is scheduled to launch by the end of this year. Once on orbit, it will transmit back photos of the Earth on an amateur radio band for 10 days or until the battery dies. Subsequent iterations will be capable of much more. For example, PhoneSat 2 will have a two-way S-band radio transponder which most satellites use to communicate with the ground and solar panels for extended life. Moving on to rescue radio. New age for disaster preparedness. The well-equipped Permanent Commission of Contingencies has opened in San Pedro Sula, Honduras, Central America. Its weather radar covers Honduras, plus nearby Guatemala, El Salvador and Nicaragua. Also fitted are seismic measuring devices. Porfirio Lobo Sosa, President of Honduras, described it as a warehouse and office to help disaster mitigation. The commissioned Minister for the Initiative, Lisandro Rosales, acknowledged the important role of radio amateurs in disasters when conventional communications fail. The Emergency Coordinator of IARU Region 2, Cesar Pio Santos, HR2P, spoke widely about the role of amateur radio to many attending officials. Cesar, HR2P, 
congratulated the attending Panamanian government for giving its radio amateurs the roaming international amateur radio permit, which can be of great help in disaster situations. Earlier in November, at San Marcos, Guatemala, a 7.4-scale earthquake hit, claiming the lives of at least 52 people. The disaster was helped by amateur radio emergency communications. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur young timers, youngsters on the air 2013. IARU Region 1 Youth Coordinator Lisa Leanders, PA2LS, reports on plans for next year's youth radio camp at Yota. The youth radio camp Youngsters on the Air will be held in Estonia, organised by the Estonian Radio Amateurs Union. During this week, teams of young radio amateurs from 10 different European countries will be participating in different activities, presentations, competitions, visiting radio stations and observatories, etc. As two previous events in Romania and Belgium and the Netherlands have shown, it will be a great experience for young hams which they will never forget. When is it? That's the 5th to the 12th August next year, 2013. From young to old... And Clive, VK6 CSW, is here with a reminder that tomorrow, Monday, December the 3rd, the Radio Old Timers Club of Australia monthly news and information bulletin will be broadcast on a number of HF and VHF frequencies. Here he is. The principal HF transmissions will be on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband at 0100 UTC, beamed north from Melbourne for the eastern states, and at 0200 UTC, beamed westward for Western Australia. Also at 0200 UTC, Barry, VK6 Whiskey Foxtrot, will be transmitting on 40 metres on 7060 kHz lower sideband for West Australian and South Australian country listeners. During tomorrow, numerous local relays will take place on both VHF and lower HF frequencies, To find the times and frequencies for your area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of old-timer news, information and anecdotes and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. So once again, the RAOTC monthly bulletin for December is scheduled for tomorrow, Monday, December the 3rd. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Finally this week, radio scouting and a worth a read article by Jeff, VK4ZPP, is in the latest AR magazine. Jeff is not only in the magazine, but here in the VK1 WIA studios. Last Sunday, after the regular broadcast of WIA News, the Berrabara Electronics and Radio Group was fortunate to have Mr John Parr from the AJ 2013 Organising Committee present. John was able to address the meeting and explain the diversity of activities which will be provided for the Scouts, and also how the special event station VI4ASJ fits into the program. Once the formal business was completed, deep and meaningful discussions on how the station and what equipment was required went on. Other areas, such as how the transport to and from the Jamboree was being organised, was talked over and mundane things such as floor coverings and sound-absorbing dividers were sourced. 
Luwuku's SES provides many support services to the Greater Maryborough community, and Merge would like to thank that organisation for its support to the Jamboree and Amateur Radio. Once the paper licence is received, it will be photocopied and registration of services will go ahead. It is expected at this time that Echolink and IRLP will be available, as well as ATV on site. So on that basis I can say, I'll see you at the Jamboree. Reporting for WIA National News, I'm Jeff, VK4ZPP from Merge. Reaching the end of, well, not only the news, but of the year. Just a month to go. OK, on the social scene for the early rises, December 1 was the VK7 Miana Hamfest. Next year in 2013, some early ones. Make a note of them in the diary. Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross in VK7 is March 24. Also, May 24 and 25 in VK6 is the WIA AGM and Conference in Perth. And August 17-18, the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. That's right around the world. Right up north of Australia, the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention takes place at Charters Towers October 3 right through to the 7th, October 3 to 7 in VK4. November 3 in VK5 is the Hamfest at Adelaide Hills Club. That's held at Goodwood. And Victorian National Parks Weekend, November 15 to 17, of course in VK3. Don't forget, if you'd like to submit news items for inclusion in the VK1WIA broadcasts, email your item in text to nationalnews at wia.org.au and to submit audio, read the How to Submit Items in the weekly news page on wia.org.au. Till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.